Welcome to Gain Meets, the new podcast from Gain, a UK charity on a mission to empower and educate the next generation of investment professionals. Join us as we explore the exciting world of investment management and introduce you to key investment concepts, no previous knowledge needed. So whether you're a student looking to pursue a career in finance or a young professional looking to expand your knowledge, Gain Meets is a fantastic way to learn about investment concepts and sharpen your industry knowledge. Perfect for exploring your options or to give you an added edge when it comes to interviews. So tune in and get ready to gain a new perspective on investment management careers. Hello and welcome to the Gain Meets podcast. Um, I'm Tanya Tracy. I'm the CEO of Gain and I'm delighted to welcome here today Will DeLucy, co-founder and CEO of Amplify Me. Well, welcome very much to the Game Meets podcast. Thank you. Very happy to be here. Good, good to see you again. So, well, for those not familiar with Amplify Me, maybe you could tell us a bit more about it and also maybe a bit more about your background as well and how you came to set up Amplify. Absolutely. Thanks, Tanya. Um, well, it's probably it's quite a personal journey um, for the reason for, for starting Amplify. Um, much like many of our listeners, I'm sure um, I was a, a student thinking that I wanted to work in finance, but not really sure what area. Um, I was quite an average student, I think. I wasn't um, inclined to do the extra reading around a subject. I needed something a bit more, more engaging. Um, and when I graduated, I was fortunate enough to, to secure a role in, in markets. I was, I was a bond trader. Um, and when I sat at the trading desk and I saw everything on the screens in front of me, when I could see the shapes and the patterns and how when interest rates moved this way, inflation would do this and how everything was correlated, um, to me, it was just a, a huge light switch. It was an on-off moment where everything that I had been learning about or thought I had been learning about ma- made sense. And actually, it was a bit more simple uh, than, than I had been been studying. So I thought, isn't this amazing how that sort of practical insight can really help explain what I thought was complex financial theory. Um, so that was was, was one uh, early experience I had, the, the impact of practical education uh, rather than theory. And then the next um, personal story, I guess, was that um, I went to a middle-tier university and I was, I was surrounded by everyone that went to Oxford and Cambridge and, and Imperial and they all got first and they were super, super students. Um, but when it came to performing in the role, um, as the years went by, actually, there was relatively little correlation between how somebody performed as a, as a student or, or where they studied um, and their success in that role. So I really felt as I went through my early career, there was two big gaps, the theory practical gap and then the, if you like, potential to perform gap when someone's a student. Because how do you know how someone's going to perform in a role if they've they've never done a role yet? It's it, it really really struck me. Um, so I went through my trading career uh, and and did well and really enjoyed it and and was very fortunate to find something that that suited my flow and my fit. And then after doing that for about eight years, um, thought right, that's it. Um, let, let's make a change here. And we started Amplify. I started it. I co-founded it with peers, and we started Amplify to initially give more practical capital markets training to, to fill that theory practice gap I, I spoke about. Um, everything's changed since then, really. That was that was 14 years ago. And it's been such an interesting, interesting journey. To sum up Amplify Me now, I would say we design and build flight simulation experiences for different types of roles in finance to help a young people 
gain experience in that role and find out whether that type of career path is, is suitable for them. So that's on, on one side. And then the second thing we do as a students going through these role experiences, we give them lots of feedback of their strengths and weaknesses in that role, what they can do to do better, and they can then make an informed choice of, of where and how to apply. Um, on the other side, I hope we're solving a problem for many of our corporate clients. So we work with many of the world's largest banks, asset managers, hedge funds, where they're looking to hire candidates with a proven ability in the role that they have available, um, which is very hard to do with, with students and recent graduates. Um, so ideally, we're able to bridge the gap for the student between university and career, and then also bridge the gap between that student and their future in finance, helping them find the right first career for them. Brilliant. It's very interesting. And I think that really chimes for us because, you know, obviously we're all about getting more women into the industry and your mission sort of is not about your background, but it's about your ability. You know, that's that's really key for us as well. So and we love working with Amplify because not only does it chime, you know, resonate really with us, well, that's on our mission, but also I think getting that practical experience as well as listening to people from the industry through our events has been really, really powerful. So I would really encourage students to have a look at Amplify and look at some of your simulations. And I know we've worked with some with you on some simulations in the past. I think the Finance Accelerator simulation, and we've had really great feedback and they love their hands-on learning. Can you maybe tell the students a bit more about the simulation and what it involves and so they know what to expect and, and maybe how often you run them and is it open to everybody? You know, how long do they last? You know, all the information would be great. Very, very happy. And 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 th- I mean, you're dead right, Tanya. We're, we're on the same mission. Um, I think we both want to widen opportunity to finance. And the great thing about a simulation is lots of people out there, and, and especially young women, might think, oh, a role in that area isn't isn't for me. The great thing about a simulation is, look, with over two hours, you can just give it a go. You know, there's no there's no downside. Um, it's a practical experience. It gives an insight. So, so to talk a bit more about our finance accelerator simulation specifically. Um, so originally we partnered with Morgan Stanley on this to try and give people an insight into the difference between working on an investment bank trading floor and then working on an asset management firm. So obviously different types of roles and different types of objectives. We've designed the finance accelerator to really try and help a young person understand what institutions exist in the financial industry and what types of roles within those institutions exist. So that's the sort of first lesson. And and the reason why and the way that we're able to do that is let's say if we have a cohort of 100 students in one room, it's either in person, um, we deliver over 750 university campus events a year uh, with this simulation. So we'll either do it in person or we'll do it online as, as a special dedicated event like with you at Game Tanya. And the student goes through the flow of communication between um, an investor that's looking to invest funds. So news and information comes out and it's it's really quite, hopefully it's quite introductory. It's about companies like Coca-Cola or Nike brands that people know. And the news and the headlines is very um, easy to understand for a non-finance student. So for example, there might be a headline that says, um, Nike sales dramatically disappoints this year. Investors want to now uh, sell their stock. And so for a young person, even if not from a finance background, they might you know, have an inclination that that might push a, a price of an asset lower. Um, and so as an investor, they're then challenged with, well, how do I execute a trade? Because actually, for large asset management firms, it's not just the case of 
you know, going on an app on a phone or uh, just, just, just clicking. Um, very often you need a market maker, you need someone to provide liquidity. So the great thing about the simulation is whilst half the students are operating as investors and they're trying to maximize a return on their investment, the other half of the students are operating as the sales traders and market makers, which are the roles that you might find in an investment bank or broking or market making firm. And they're helping those investors facilitate their trades. And so it goes through the journey. Now, what we do after about 30 or so minutes, once everyone's got used to that role, whether it's the buy side or the sell side, we then swap all of the students around so they get to see the other side of the journey. And there's this holistic experience where it comes together. So someone, even if they're not from a finance background, can understand that, okay, this asset manager is trying to make a return on their investments. And this sell-side service provider is trying to make a return by selling their services. And it's, it's a different type of mindset. I think for any students entering into finance, that type of, that's a really fundamental thing to understand before you start applying. Because the last thing you want to do is a, you know, apply to an investment bank and say, I want to trade like a hedge fund trader, um, because that would let the interviewer know you're, you're not necessarily aware of, of what the different roles are. What's great about the Finance Accelerator um, is it's quite short. Everyone gets detailed performance feedback and metrics. They can put it on their CV and they can talk about it on LinkedIn. Um, and then we're really keen to identify super high potential candidates that perform well. And we actually then sponsor them through further academies. So we give them further training, further support. And actually just this summer now, um, we've just taken 40 of the top performing uh, women, uh, traders, market makers, asset managers, and we've sent them through a three-week program as well. So very much on that same mission to, to really try and um, promote talent wherever it's found uh, and, and try and make opportunity equal for all. Brilliant. Yeah, I think that's the really interesting thing is that you're looking at all the stats on how everybody's performing over these simulations and then they are getting ranked, aren't they? And then those top performers are going on and getting opportunities. I yes. think that's an incredible uh, way of looking at it. Yeah, is there a specific sort of student success story or anything I, that you mentioned those top 40? Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to make uh, people feel like there's a lot of pressure. There's no pressure here. You know, you, you don't see the ranking. You just get your score. <laughs> there's no bad outcome here. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the thing about working in different types of roles is there's different types of, I would say, um, fundamental types of, approaches that can outperform in a particular role. So for example, if you are looking to get into, let's say, a, a type of trading role, um, then, and it's more on the market making side or more on the more, if you like, active trading side, then we're looking at things like how able is someone to multitask under pressure? Do they keep lots of plates spinning at once and, and while still keep a track of what's going on on the platform? And, and do they enjoy that experience? Is that something you know, I think you have different types of, I'm a huge believer in horses for courses, different types of people suit different types of roles. So if you're the type of person where that sort of intensity is fun for you and, and, and time flies, very often a student will finish a two-hour swim with us and go, what? what? I mean, I thought we just, you know, I, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and that's really great. Whereas if you look at some of our um, more investment banking, corporate finance simulations, um, we've created some great M&A simulations where we're really measuring and with training and teaching whilst we do that, someone's ability to have a basic understanding of Excel and modeling and how it works. And then we also actually measure their ability to create a pitch deck 
and to do that again under under time with a set remit. So different types of skills for different types of roles, which is definitely something I, I, I deeply believe. Um, and yeah, we, we, we look at everyone's performance and then we fast track candidates, you know, those that really show not only a good performance in that sim, but we've got so many different levels of the simulation, Tanya. I'm really interested in how someone reviews the feedback they received off their simulation so you can see whether they're clicking to learn more in the areas where perhaps they weren't strongest. And then if they take another simulation, we're really interested to see their growth mindset. You know, Were they able to take feedback, learn from it? How did they use that feedback in the next simulation? And there's some really good examples. You asked as a, as a case study, um, one candidate recently, so we work with lots and lots of universities all over the UK. Um, one is University of Strathclyde. There's a fantastic student there, Marie-Therese Kerr. And she um, well, just lives just outside Glasgow. Never in her mind had it ever crossed, you know, coming to London. Never been to London uh, before. Um, but, you know, fantastic, fantastic candidate, super enthusiastic. And she kept on asking to retake the simulation and learn more and try harder um, and her scores began to, to reflect that. And uh, now she's just finished her internship. Well, she's got um, four days left of her uh, internship down in London, Morgan Stanley. And apparently I've received feedback. It's gone incredibly well. And if she does secure that front desk role there, then it's, it's life changing. You know, taking a candidate that had never been to London before wouldn't even cross their mind to go into the front office role. That te- the role that I think perhaps in her words, she thought oh, I was only for, you know, the top guys at LSE. Um, then yeah, this is this is a huge reward, and I think it's really great for the employer because they have impacted someone's life so deeply that I believe that warrants a lot of loyalty, and it makes a, it makes a big impact. You know, I always think there's something a bit wrong with the industry when the top firms employ the students who are brilliant at applying for jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, because, you know, they get the role, they expect to get the role, but, you know, they've got all of the boxes ticks and it's very, very quick for them to, to look. And I know the stat we have is within three years of a front desk role in investment banking or even in markets, the turnover rate is about 30 percent within that three years, which is a huge expense to, to many of these financial firms. Um, so if you're able to find those, um, you know, the, 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 the needles in the haystack, the diamonds that exist wherever they are whatever their background, um, then I think you have something really special. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely right. I mean, that's why GAIN was set up, because there just simply aren't enough women applying to early careers roles in investment management. So um, we're trying to explain more and educate more about the about the industry. Um, but I think doing your simulations, um, it must improve a student's chances of applying when applying for internships or grad roles. Have you got any sort of stats around yeah. that at all about I, I um, think, students who've done this? I think that's a really, I think the way I would sum it up is almost confidence um, once they've done these simulations, especially as in, in each of these roles, we have uh, different layers of simulations. So um, we're running one actually recently in biofuels, <laughs> interestingly enough, but it starts off very basic and then it gets to a point where they're actually using Python to automate what they're doing. And and it gets you know relatively advanced quite quickly. And that, that, that's the benefit of having a practical session. Um, and I think when a candidate's been through that experience, I think the confidence comes from repeated use of the language, the type of language that might get used in an interview or in an assessment center. Um, repeated 
uh, feedback from them in terms of discussing about why they did what they did, their strategies and their ideas, and just getting used to talking about, um, I mean, from the investment management side, you know, talking about how they mitigated market risk, how they got into um, a diversified strategy and the, the benchmark and uh, the reallocation of assets and, and, and so on. So I think getting used to that type of terminology ha- has a big impact on, on confidence. Um, so yeah, on, on, on the stats front, we know that when we run our uh, program that runs over a summer, we had, if we look back at the 2020 data, because now they, they, they've all graduated, um, over 90% are in front desk roles of, of some sort in finance. So that's been a huge, um, huge reward to us. And there's some, yeah, crazy stories because we've been around so long. Some of the people we've trained are now way more successful than anyone else I know. Um, and it makes <laughs> me feel very old. And in fact, yeah, one one's the fastest growing energy company in London, who was our first ever trainee. Um, but it, it's just really interesting to see where where talent comes from and, and follow their career path as they as they start to be successful. That's brilliant. I love that 90 percent figure. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, is there any other advice you'd give to students maybe applying for roles and or even in the early stages of their careers with investment firms? Absolutely. You know, we, we, we see so many different types of approaches. I think, well, almost three stages of advice. I think the first advice is it's going to be competitive. Um, you are going to have to apply to uh, roles you don't get and you're going to have to put yourself out there. So that sort of, um, I, I guess, awareness of, of the task ahead is definitely not the case to try one or two and, 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 and maybe not get a positive outcome and, and feel deflated. It's just normal. Um, but then as a caveat to that, I would say if you can, make your applications targeted. I think one of the biggest mistakes we see is a student who wants to work in finance, apply to lots of different types of roles, and they've even done different roles within the same firm. So let's say for an investment bank, they've applied you know, both markets and investment banking division. And, and it's understandable because you're increasing your chances. But I think you will be asked the question, why this role? Why you for this role? And and you have to be able to answer that with a very genuine answer, I think. Um, so, yeah, one of the reasons why we created those simulations is so somebody can say, well, I know I have experienced how this role is different to a role in um, trading, for example, and, and it suits my personality so much better. I enjoy the type of project work that, that's involved. Um, so I think making an informed decision, if you do get an interview or an assessment center, it's funny, I think it's a personality type and maybe because I am more of an extrovert, it impacts me, but I think people are hiring young, especially young women, young men, anyone who's joining at an internal graduate level for energy and enthusiasm. And I think it's never harmful to, to remember that. If the person interviewing you is the wrong side of 40, like, like, like I am, and maybe maybe feeling a bit tired, um, you know, if you're coming to that type of conversation or interview a little bit, um, if you like, uh, monotone and, 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 and not so engaged, then, then that's, that, that's sort of, I think, the opposite of what people are looking for. Because you haven't got a skill set yet, you haven't got the experience yet, it's just, you know, that enthusiasm and willingness to learn. I think that's the main thing that needs to come across in, in, in any Agreed. And they don't expect you to know everything straight yes. away. So if you've got the energy, they can teach you. It's uh, it's that without that, um, it's a non-starter for them. I think. I think that's um, the point that you mentioned, Tanya. By the way, in terms of it's okay, you know, you you aren't expected to know anything straight away. And I think some candidates see these interviews as 
purely an assessment of their knowledge. And it's absolutely, if you don't know something or something isn't clear, it's absolutely, absolutely fine to say, look, I'm not too sure. Could you tell me a bit more about that? I'd love to learn more. Absolutely fine. I think, you know, the worst outcome is to sort of string an answer together that you're patching together that goes, and then then you end up going down down a rabbit hole. Um, the, the, finally, tell me, I'd say practice. Practice at speaking to people you don't know about these types of things. Um, any way you can get it. Someone like, I mean, this game while you're doing such a fantastic job um, but also, you know, parents, family, friends, join a society, investment society, student society, where you can have these types of discussions. I think it's, it's, it's a big part of confidence thing, how, how you come across uh, to a potential employer. No, absolutely. And I think when in our programs, what we see is we allocate a mentor from the industry to every student who attends one of our programs. And that sort of one-on-one relationship is really, really helpful sort of for that practice. So practicing how you're coming across to future employers is, is really valuable. So, um, yes, I could totally agree with that. I would just, um, actually, Tanya, sorry, one, one of the interesting things sometimes about the simulations that we get feedback on is sometimes candidates that have done really well in the simulations, um, just because of their person, just because maybe they're very nervous in the conversation, you know, despite everything, might not actually interview that well. We have had, had feedback once or twice about that. And it's normally not the case, but when we do get that feedback, What's really interesting, we helped um, a young female student uh, secure a role at a quantitative hedge fund, and the HR team were, were speaking with me before before they hired her, saying, well, actually, she just didn't come across that that well in the interview, although she obviously knew her stuff, she, she knew everything, we can't decide. And then I was able to show, you know, just how they perform throughout simulation after simulation. And that's really helpful for us to say, okay, well, look, you know they can do the role. So not coming across that well in an interview, it might be nerves, it might be, uh, you know, just, 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 just to, it might be the wrong day, who, who knows? But you can see over day after day, they perform well in the Sims and she's hired and is still there four years later and, 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 and smashing it. So, yeah, I do think interviews are tough if you're innately not that type of person who enjoys speaking to, to, to strangers. Um, and so hopefully the, the simulations can help there too. Are there any, when you speak to investment firms, are there any other sort of issues they have when they're hiring? You know, obviously the, the simulations that you're doing are really, really helpful for them in terms of making decisions. But is there, you know, we, we speak to firms all the time and they're you know, trying to hire more female talent. There's just not enough applying. Yeah. Um, but, you know, are there any other issues that you come across when, when you speak to firms? I think it's really difficult. So, so not enough applying uh, female talent is, is definitely one. I think nearly everyone we're speaking to at the moment, and just why you're you know so so well placed with what what you're doing. You know, they want more women to apply. They need a bigger female talent pool, um, and I think that's a that, that that that's a problem that needs to be addressed. You know, early on, still at school, pre pre university, really, um, just to try and help. Yeah, broaden the attraction to, to these opportunities. So, so, so that's one for sure. I think the other one is helping the business understand that just because someone went to a different university or a university that they might not normally rank particularly highly, um, it doesn't mean that this person is any worse than someone that went to, to, to a top university. I do think that mindset needs to change. And, and some of the investment firms we work with, you know, they've got their they tend to, they might employ from five or six different names, and that's what they're very happy with. So I think in order to achieve our mission, we need to sort of change that mindset that 
you know, if someone came from a non-top tier university or one that you're not used to, um, that here's their results. This is why they're going to be good, and it's definitely someone someone to be considered. It's 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 a, it's a it's an uphill challenge, but but it is happening slowly. I think lots more of our clients are beginning to talk about diversity of thought, diversity of mindset, creativity. And if everyone's coming from the same program and the same university, even though you might have diversity of race, and actually you, you're struggling on the diversity of thought. Um, so, so I think that's the next challenge. Yeah, we have exactly the same conversations. And I think for us, we're seeing it improving over time, definitely. Um, sort of firms are becoming much more aware of diverse backgrounds as being key in their teams. So, um, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so I guess it's probably in terms of, if students want to learn more about Amplify, what do they do next? You know, how how can they learn more about you and get involved? Well, yeah, absolutely. Please do uh, check us out, amplifyme.com. And if you go to the student area, um, you'll see there's the Finance Accelerator. You can register for free. Um, you can just click, put your email address, choose the date. We run a couple of these every week. And that is a direct opportunity to then get fast-tracked onto further training and then fast-tracked and just supported, I think. A big area of our mission is, is education. Um, and once you sign up to any simulation, we actually have um, got over 100,000 subscribers on a newsletter called The Market Maker, um, which goes out six times a day. And what, six times a day? <laughs> that would be too much, six times a week. And what we're trying to do with that daily email shot is sort of say to any student, again, from any background, wherever they are, what are the kind of conversations that a young person would be having if both their mum and dad were investment bankers or asset managers and what kinds of conversations would they be having if they went to the, the top, top school that had the best careers advisor. With this daily email, we're sending out that daily, daily support, uh, careers advice, what's going on in finance now, what matters for investment, top stories, uh, case studies of, you know, who nailed an assessment centre. And again, it's that big drive to level the playing field, I think, with practical experiences um, with more targeted information, um, then hopefully we can help many, many more students compete in the application. Because I think when it comes down to it, Tanya, we still, and I know you do, you still want the best person to be hired for the job. So not hired because of their background, hired no matter what their background. So in order to achieve that, um, I think both the simulations and, and the newsletter and the education are uh, a big part of it. So yeah, have a look, amplifyme.com strongly recommend the email it's very very good and also um I suggest that everybody follows you on linkedin because you're pretty active on linkedin and you also have a great podcast don't you which i think is also called market, Maker. Is the market Maker. Right. and I, just, just a point on linkedin actually i mean sometimes you know talking to students they're saying it's so difficult it's never been harder than than before you know this is this is as hard as it's ever been to secure what the, the top roles it's so competitive and it, that's correct. But I think a, a complete game changer for anyone now looking now is LinkedIn. LinkedIn has become the tool that the industry use. And imagine the power of it. If you have an interview um, with Brevin Howard in, in a month's time and you, you know, you can Google just your name, LinkedIn, your university, sorry, your university, LinkedIn, maybe the name of the person that's interviewing you. You can connect with them directly or even if you're not confident to do that, you can just follow people who you're interested in following and see what they're talking about. And then if there's something to connect with them, you never before has someone looking for a role been able to connect directly with the people um, who count. So I, I do think, yeah, if you're not on LinkedIn yet, that's that would be my fourth uh, piece of advice to get on it. Amazing. 
Well, well, thank you so much for, for joining us. I think it's probably a good place to end. Um, except maybe just to say that it's not just university students that you do the simulations for, it's school students as well, I think. So um, I think we have school and university students listening to this podcast, so um, they should sign Definitely. up as well. Absolutely. Um, and so thank you very much. And I uh, hope uh, all of you will now follow Amplify and uh, get some information and start doing some of the simulations. We do do some gain and amplify simulations as part of our events program. So do look out for those as well. But obviously, uh, just uh, go direct to Amplify as well for simulation dates. Um, in terms of um, just general information about gain, just keep checking us out on the website. Uh, obviously, all our events uh, and everything that we do is free, uh, and we run various programs, insight programs, and an internship program as well. Um, so please do have a look at that. Um, the website is up to date with the latest program application dates, etc. Thank you very much, Will. It's been great to have you on board, and thank you so much for your partnership with Gain. Um, it's been really, really great. Thank you, Tana. Absolute pleasure. Nice to speak to you. listening if you've enjoyed this podcast we'd love it if you could rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening now and if you'd like to find out more about our work and how we can help you visit gameuk.org we'll see you soon